Hey there, astrology lover. This is Amanda from Astrology Hub, and we have an event happening this week that I'm so excited to share with you. If you have concerns about inflation, recession, the housing market, or anything else about our current financial situation. You see, astrology can provide answers as you navigate the current uncertain financial territory by looking back at historical financial ups and downs and correlating them with major astrological transits we can gain a greater understanding of where we are now and where things are likely to go. But finding great financial astrologers isn't always the easiest thing to do. That's why I was so thrilled when I came across the work of financial advisor, astrologer, and market analyst, Mitchell Scott Lewis. We've partnered with him to bring you an amazing webinar focused on the history and future of financial and astrological cycles. This webinar is available for instant access right now. And if you jump in before Thursday, August 11th, you'll also have the opportunity to join us for the live Q&A with Mitchell. This is your chance to get your questions answered by someone with over 30 years of experience in the fields of astrology and finance. The webinar is perfect for all levels of astrology enthusiasts, and you do not need to have a background in finance or astrology to get a ton of value. You'll walk away from the webinar and live Q&A with greater peace of mind as you're making decisions about the future of your money. Go to astrologyhub.com slash finances to join us today. That's astrologyhub.com slash finances. I'm looking forward to seeing you at the live Q&A this week. Hi there and welcome. This is Amanda, the founder of Astrology Hub, and you're listening to our week ahead snapshot with world-class astrologer, historian, and author of the Cosmic Calendar, Christopher Renstrom. This show is designed to give you a quick overview of the week ahead, enabling you the gift of choice in how you navigate and weave these energies into your daily life. Enjoy. Hello. My name is Christopher Renstrom, and I'm your weekly horoscope columnist here on Astrology Hub. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about the Sun-Saturn opposition taking place on August 14th. Now, this happens to be the last Sun-Saturn opposition that will be taking place between the zodiac signs of Leo and Aquarius. Think about that for a moment. That's pretty conclusive. I mean, it's the last opposition with the sun in its own sign, Leo. The sun is the ruler of the zodiac sign of Leo, opposite Saturn in its own sign of Aquarius, because Saturn is the ruler of Aquarius. This is the last time for another 28 or 30 years that the sun and Saturn will be opposite one another, each in their own signs. So you can just begin to imagine how definitive and how conclusive that opposition is going to be. Now, is this the last time that the sun will be uh, aspecting Saturn in the zodiac sign of Aquarius? No, there are two more aspects. There is the closing square that will be taking place when the sun is in Scorpio, squaring Saturn in Aquarius, and that will be on November 11th. And then there will be the final sun-Saturn conjunction on February 16th. So there are two more aspects before we are basically finished with Saturn in Aquarius altogether. Now I can hear the collective sigh of relief. 
all of the Taurians and Leos and Scorpios and Aquarians saying, Saturn can't get out of Aquarius fast enough. Aren't we there already? Hurry up. Well, Saturn has a purpose in astrology, and that is to be a teacher. Although at times Saturn's teaching style can be a little heavier handed than we would like. Nevertheless, Saturn's purpose in astrology is to teach, and it teaches like teachers often do through tests, which we often experience as trials and tribulations. So, what is the lesson that Saturn in Aquarius is trying to teach us? What is um, it trying to get across to us that we don't seem to be really quite apprehending or, or, or getting? Well, the simple lesson, or really the simple statement that Saturn in Aquarius makes is this. Society is only as good as the people in it. I want you to think about that for a moment. Let me repeat it. Society is only as good as the people in it. That is the simple lesson. That is the simple truth that Saturn is trying to teach us while it has been transiting uh, the zodiac sign of Aquarius uh, since uh, December of 2020. Now, society is only as good as the people in it. Well, that sort of like naturally begs the question, what do you think of the society that you live in? Do you like it? Do you think that the people in it are good? Do you think that they are behaving nowadays, showing their best selves? Or do you think that they're showing their worst selves and maybe are being collectively difficult or thick or just completely contrary? Now, whenever you have an opposition between the Sun and Saturn, it's basically, well, quite simply put, the sun is the planet of you are here in an astrological chart, and the sun by transit will basically be the planet of you are here in whatever uh, sign it happens to be passing through. So when the sun is in the zodiac sign of Leo, it's basically saying you are here in you, or rather I am here in me. Okay, because Leo is a sign that believes uh, very powerfully in the power of the individual and also in the power of the individual expression. It's because of Leo that individuals are outstanding. Now, that doesn't mean that they're famous or they're well-to-do or they're like, you know, uh, uh, spectacular people. What Leo tries to teach each of us is that your individuality is sacred. Your individuality is important to you. And if you give away your individuality, then that's a terrible loss that you may very well have inflicted on yourself. So the point is not to give away your individuality. The point is to be the best person that you can possibly be. And again, that has nothing to do with fame or riches or anything along those lines. It's living your life true to who you are. This is something that all Leos understand intrinsically, and it's something that we can all come to understand when the sun is passing through the zodiac sign of Leo. The sun in Leo says, essentially, um, I make a personal difference. 
Okay. I make a personal difference in other people's lives. And I also, through my uh, expression and devotion and dedication to myself and who I am, make a personal difference in my own life. I'm not a cookie cutter cutout. I'm not one of a thousand uh, clones or drones or lookalikes. Okay. I am special. I am unique. And so the sun, particularly in the zodiac sign of Leo, stands for this. Now, the sun is the most immediate planet in our astrological chart. As I said before, it's the, it's the planet that says you are here. It grounds you. It centers you, really centers you in who you are, just like the sun sits at the center of our solar system. All the planets revolve around the sun. If you took away the sun, we would be in a lot of trouble. All of the planets would go flying to all different four corners, five corners, 4,000 million corners of the universe, okay? So it's the sun at the center of our solar system that holds the planets in place. Just like in your horoscope, the sun in your horoscope holds the planets in place. They all reference back to the sun in your horoscope. Now, the sun uh, is in domicile in the zodiac sign of Leo, and Saturn is in domicile in the wintry sign, at least wintry here in the Northern Hemisphere, the wintry sign of Aquarius. In fact, Saturn uh, owns, or rules rather, both owns pretty much, uh, both Capricorn and Aquarius, which are the two coldest, most remote, really wintry signs of the zodiac. So where the sun is very much about the heart of the summer, okay, it's the heart of being who you are and really um, uh, uh, celebrating who you are and glorying in it, all right, uh, uh, really, really loving who you are. Saturn is absolutely opposite that. Uh, we all kind of can think of the moment in, in school when we were children, when we were like standing up and saying, I am special, and a teacher saying, sit down, I didn't call on you. Okay, so that is basically the relationship of sun opposite Saturn. And you can, you can apply it to any and all signs, but we are now uh, today focusing on Leo and Aquarius. So Saturn and Aquarius stands for, a word that's often used for, for Aquarius is collective, okay? It, it stands for the group of people. Um, but Saturn and Aquarius is a little bit more than that. Remember that Saturn in Aquarius says society is only as good as the people in it. It's not saying society is only as good as you or him or her or someone else. Saturn is saying society is only as good as all of the people who are in it. Okay, so Saturn is a planet. Uh, Saturn Aquarius is very much about groups and societies, uh, perhaps even cultures. Uh, but when you really get down to it, Saturn in Aquarius is really about utopia, all right? It's really about the perfect society, the perfect world, a utopia. It's a vision of a society or a world where everyone is at peace. No one wants for anything, and the rules and the laws are just and good and merciful, and they are there to serve the welfare, the betterment of society itself. 
So we're all pretty much told, you know, early on in school and, and, and through life and in our culture that utopias are good. Um, utopias are this perfect place that we're all trying to get to, that we're trying to progress to, that we're trying to build to. You know, once we get to utopia, we'll live in a futuristic world. And all of a sudden you think of George Jetson, you know, flying around in his car and people talking to each other on, you know, TV phones. Wait. We've already gotten there. <laughs> but anyway, a futuristic world where everyone is happy, no one wants for anything, diseases have been destroyed, and everyone's living a happy life. So utopias, by their nature, are very aspirational. In fact, um, the focus on utopias, whether you're reading Plato's Utopia or other utopias like Brave New World or, you know, other uh, or, or um, Handmaid's Tale, but, you know, uh, futuristic societies in which there's a prevalent rule and everyone's supposed to be happy here. Uh, we've aspired and gotten rid of all of the bad things. Um, but the problem that utopias have is that they focus on the aspirations and they do they, they uh, basically ignore the consequences. Um, they either treat the uh, consequences of aspirations um, as an inconvenient, uh, as a minor inconvenience, or they'll even go further and treat the consequences of the aspirations um, as, as the price that you pay. So whether you're looking at Thomas More's uh, utopia or, or other utopias. I mean, every single uh, uh, decade seems to have uh, come out with a utopia. Uh, you know, the great society, the perfect society, you know, um, it's, it's aspirational, everyone's going to be happy, but everyone forgets about the consequences or they don't pay attention to the consequences. What it basically gets down to is that there is an elite and there's a not elite, okay? So there are the people in charge who are crafting this utopia, you know, modeling this utopia based on them. And then there's the riffraff, the underclasses, the inconvenient people who get in the way of all of this. It's not how we're really used to thinking of Aquarius. Aquarius uh, is often taught as being a very sort of democratic or revolutionary uh, type of sign, but the Enlightenment had its shadow. And, uh, and, and whenever there is this perfect vision of a society, it has its shadow. It has the consequences, the price to be paid, that it's not paying attention too. And that, of course, is the, uh, you know, clay feet that are tucked beneath the golden tunics of the highly admired or even worshipped idol. So what are we looking at with this Sun-Saturn opposition, this final Sun-Saturn opposition? What we're basically looking at, again, is this idea of what do you think of the society you're living in? Do you like it? Is it made up of nice people? Uh, is it something where people are free to be who they are? Uh, is it, it, does it celebrate common ground? Um, is it the perfect society? Have illnesses been stamped out? Have, has economic inequality been taken care of? Has, has people's differences been settled? Is everyone on the same page? No, they're not. And guess what? They're not going to be, because that's how a society works. A society is based on every single person in it. 
So you don't come up with a model. You don't come up with a, you know, we need to get everybody up to this level and standard of living. Everyone needs to, you know, get to this place. Everyone needs to be on the same page. Everyone needs to be in agreement. This is not how societies work. Okay. I mean, there are authoritarian societies which crunch under its heel anyone who disagrees or crunches under its heel anyone that it seems that it deems doesn't fit. You know, there are those sorts of things, you know, but societies uh, for the most part, at least now, um, societies for the most part, at least now, are about the people who object, are about the people who protest, are about the people who say, well, this doesn't really apply to me, are about the people who are like feeling left out, are about the people who are, I want to be recognized, are about the people who are, who have the differences of opinion, who argue, who fight, who, who, who squabble, you know, this is, these are the creative dynamics, the living creative dynamics that a society is based on. Yeah, you can have the dominant lion in the pack. Yeah, you can have, you know, the alpha dog that, you know, gets everyone into line or whatever, but it's not really maintained that way by snipping and biting and forcing these things. It's really maintained by the happiness of people. And the happiness of people is based on their own personal happiness. And that's what the sun in Leo stands up for. The sun in Leo says, my happiness is worth it. My freedom is worth it. My expression is worth it to me. <laughs> okay, you might not think much of my freedom. You may not think much of my rights. You may not think much of my expression. I might be an unholy bore, okay? But it means a lot to me. And Leo celebrates this. And this is a very good thing. But you are living in a society you are not the only me. There are lots of other me's. There are lots of other me's that are concerned about their beliefs. They're concerned about their pursuits of happiness. They're concerned about their independence. They're concerned about their dependence. They're concerned about the lucky breaks and they're concerned about their misfortunes. They're concerned about feeling like things are finally on track and they're concerned about a, a, a despair that maybe they've gotten off the path somehow and they need to find their way back. These are constantly going on all at the same time. What a society teaches us is to live with it, all right? Not live with it, like live with it. You know, like when someone says to you, just live with it or get over it, or this is the way it is. You have to just like suffer and forbear. No, it's live with, coexist, all right? You know, we can no longer afford to in our lives on this planet, which is pretty much shrinking by the moment, okay? We cannot afford to say, who cares? Or I don't care, or so what? We cannot afford to say that. We cannot afford to take our idea of a utopia, our idea of the way that the world should be, and to force it on everyone else. That's not going to work. Not only is it going to work, it's going to have disastrous consequences, all right? So we have to engage in that frustrating, okay, that invigorating, that creative, that exasperating process 
of getting along with other people who are in our society. We have to learn and listen to people who have a different idea of society than we do, all right? And we have to engage in conversation. We may be in agreement with some of it. We may be in total disagreement. No one could afford to, no one can any longer afford to say, this is all your fault. Or the reason our society doesn't work is because of you. Um, the, uh, the, you know, like, why do I have to live in a society with all these people who, who are crazy? They, they don't see the things that I see. Is there any way that we could just sort of like put them on a boat and ship them off somewhere? No, you can't. You have to live with it. Or rather, you have to live with them. And it doesn't matter how opposed, diametrically opposed you are to others. It doesn't matter, um, you know, how much you believe in what it is that you believe. How much does that matter when you're preaching to someone who believes in something different and all they're doing is waiting for their turn? They're waiting for you to run out of air or to shut up, and then they're going to launch into their own monologue about what they believe in and what they think is right. That's polarization. That's polar opposites, okay? And polar opposites cannot last. A house divided, as a certain president once said, cannot stand. But at the same time, you cannot demand that a divided house come together, agree, and force them into a fit. What it is, is that it's an ongoing dynamic. And out of that dynamic comes some troubles, a lot of troubles, a lot of difficulties, a lot of frustration. But again, out of that ongoing dynamic comes creativity, comes ingenuity, comes vision and, 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 a, and a movement forward to, to create a better society. And that movement forward may be counteracted by three to five steps back, but at least and maybe it's not even going forward. At least it's going somewhere. And it's heading towards creating a better society for all of us to live in. But no one's got the answer of what that better society is going to be. It's going to be made up of all of us. Not a composite. It's going to be made up of all of us. So the sooner we can listen, truly listen, truly take in, the sooner that we can move from tolerance to understanding. Understanding doesn't mean that you agree with someone 100% or even 10%, but understanding is at least an understanding, okay? The sooner we can embrace the Venusian uh, morals of good manners and etiquette, you know, and not yell at the same time that people do or treat them horribly, the sooner we can embrace the Jupiterian spirit of hospitality, of opening one's doors to strangers, to people who've been shipwrecked on, their sh on your shore, to showing benevolence and creating a shelter for those who are without, the sooner we can learn to share with one another. You know, no one needs, there doesn't need to be this kind of disparity. It's ridiculous. There's more than enough to go around for everyone. The sooner that we can do that, but it's not going to come from the top. It's not going to come from officials or heads of state or companies or whatever. It's going to come from us. It's going to come from us. 
And our understanding of it will always be registered in the ongoing relationship that our personal horoscopes have to the stars and the planets and where they are positioned in the sky. Our time is not going to be the same time as someone else. Okay, we're all interpreting and understanding life in our own way, coming to it at, from different places and living in different times while within a time. But the sooner that we can open ourselves to these things, will we have the answers? No, there's not going to be one solid answer. You never get to a place in life where you're completely satisfied. But, but what you will have is your humanity. And what you will have is your, in, is your human endeavor to make the world a better place. And part of making the world a better place is listening to how other people see it, putting yourself in other people's shoes and viewing the world, viewing the world through cultures and places that have nothing to do with the place where you come from, but are still places that share time and space on this planet. This is something that I want all of you to think about as the sun moves out of opposition to Saturn on August 19th and moves towards its closing square to Saturn on November 11th. Hi there, I'm Amy Escobar, a producer of the Horoscope Highlight Show with Christopher Renstrom. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology Hub Podcast Network. If you love the show, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share it. And if you don't know how to do that, here's how you can leave a review in Apple Podcasts on iPhone. Make sure you're on the landing page for the Astrology Hub Podcast and not an individual episode. Scroll down to the bottom until you reach Ratings and Reviews. Click one of the five stars under Tap to Rate to leave a rating. And under the most recent review, tap the write a review button. And if you're on another device, just find out how to leave a review on whatever podcast player you use. Then share what you love about the show or how it helps you navigate your life. We'd love to hear your stories. And by doing this, you make it possible to make shows like Horoscope Highlights happen every week. Thank you again for tuning in, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life.